Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm sitting today with Roger Nairn. He is the co-founder and CEO of Jar Audio. He loves podcasts and believes in the power of brands telling great stories and making connections with their audiences. In 2017, he combined his 20-plus years in marketing with his experience running his own podcast and started Jar Audio. Roger, thanks for being on the show. How are you? Thanks for having me, Sean. I'm doing great. So we were talking in the green room. Uh, I kind of feel like I'm like Johnny Carson or Jimmy Fallon or somebody like talking to talent here. And and we were just talking about just catching up. It's been um, a few years, I think, um, since you were growing and everything and just following up. And I I love the traction you're doing. I love the, the stuff that you were posting on on LinkedIn about branded podcasts. But taking a step back, I think we need to go for the whole Marvel Universe origin stories of your superhero powers. So the first question out of the gate is, you know, why did you start Jar Audio? Mm, thanks. Well, uh, first of all, this is great to, great to be on the show. And I really enjoyed our conversation a few years ago, so I'm glad we got to reconnect. Um, so why did I start Jar Audio? I, I came from the advertising world. I, I worked for 20 plus years for, for big and small agencies. I was always on the client service side. I was always servicing brands, working with brands, working with incredibly talented creative teams. But I was I was becoming quite unsatisfied with, um, you know, with the type of advertising we were doing. That was, you know, that was the age of digital ads and programmatic ads and just, you know, as much display as possible and, and just kind of annoying people, frankly. And I, you know, I had always wanted to start a business. I had always tried to start businesses in the past. Uh, but frankly, I, 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 you know, I would mess around for six months trying to figure out what the name of the company should be or what the, what the business cards should look like. And the reality was I was never working on the business plan because I was afraid of starting a business. And so um, I, I, I ran into a couple of friends of mine, um, Jen Moss and, and, and Aaron Johnson. And we, you know, we went out for drinks one night and we started talking about what it might be like to work together. And where we landed was on podcasts. Now, I, I had a couple podcasts in my past as a just an amateur podcaster, and I absolutely loved it. But I, I wasn't really interested in monetizing it in the sense of selling ad space and really work, you know, doing too much of of that sort of work. Um, so when the idea of branded podcasts came up, and the idea of servicing brands came up with podcasts, it, it felt like the perfect match because I knew how to build an agency. I knew how to work with big brands and I knew how to create great content. My partner, Jen, came from the journalism space. She was a CBC journalist for many years and for, for the Americans listening, that's sort of the Canadian equivalent of NPR. Uh, she was also a professor at the University of British Columbia where she taught creative writing for new media and specifically she taught creative writing for podcasting. And then Aaron came from the podcast space as an audio technician. He he um, he spent many years in in broadcasting, both on the sort of traditional media and new media side. And at the time, he was editing a lot of other people's podcasts. So we thought if we could blend the three of us together, we could create a really amazing agency that could service brands. And so true story, that night I said to them, okay, I'm, I'm really interested in this. This lights me up. This is really exciting. However have started businesses in the past and I have screwed around and the reality was I wasn't actually starting it. So I said to them, you have to promise me that collectively we're just going to put the sort of, you know, fishing line in the water and see if we get any bites. And then we'll slowly build this company based off of sort of the, the, the minimum viable product in, in, in marketing terms. And they all agreed. We all clinked our glasses together. And, and again, true story. I went home that night, 
I put together a little bit of a paragraph on sort of what we're interested in doing. And I sent out 10 messages on LinkedIn to 10 people in my community. They weren't necessarily best friends, but they were just, you know, people that I trusted that, that would get what I'm trying to do. The second person who responded said, you're never going to believe this, but my wife is looking for this exact service. Can you be in her office on Thursday? <laughs> it was Tuesday. <laughs> so I, I puckered up a little bit and went, yeah, sure, we can be there. Uh, we were in their office. Turns out we was Sage Natural Wellness, which is the world's largest aromatherapy brand. They've got retail space all around uh, North America. Uh, we sat down with them, had an amazing conversation. They said, you know, we'd love to work with you. Send us an estimate. <laughs> we had no idea of pricing wise. So we wrapped our heads around what pricing would look like. We didn't even have a name at the time. We threw together the name Jar Audio, which actually just stands for Jen, Aaron, and Roger. <laughs> and we rolled from there. Our, our second client after that was Lululemon. Our third client after that was Expedia. And we just kind of built from there. And now we're a team of 30. We have 22 podcasts in production as we speak. We're working with some of the world's biggest brands, including Amex, um, um, Amazon, Cirque du Soleil, um, you know, Allianz, Barclays Bank, RBC. You know, we are working with the best, and we're so excited that we get to produce incredible podcasts for them. I love that. I mean, that it came down to the clink of the glass. Uh, clink Literally. of the glass and your initials. Um, and I if only we had that. jars, right? Exactly. Oh my gosh, that would have been that would have been the synchronicity of everything putting exactly. together. So that, you know, my that next... will be in the that will be in the movie. <laughs> yes, the origin story of Jar Audio, the audio behind everybody else. Um, so you know, I've seen you do a lot of talking about a lot about branding, branded podcasts, and just kind of talking. And even you listed a, a name of some big brands out there. You know. My first question out of that is, you know, why are branded pod podcasts so impactful? And then onto that, what are some ways you can measure that impact? Yeah, it's great. So I think it's important to recognize, you know, there's obviously different types of content for different purposes with businesses. And in the case of a branded podcast, we're really trying to solve business problems. And, and so the business problem that we typically hear is that a brand wants to increase its brand lift or they want to increase the affinity that their audience has for the brand. They want to increase their awareness um, or they want to improve like their brand positioning and, and thought leadership. And, and a podcast can do all that. Um, a podcast right now is the most effective medium, um, even better than video when it comes to engagement rate. So listeners are listening for an incredible amount of time versus video. Um, they're, doing so on their own time. They're doing so um, solo, but, you know, they got their, their earphones in their ears. They're taking out, they're taking out, uh, you know, they're sorry, they got their headphones in their ears. They're taking their time to, to listen to this podcast. They're, you know, it's what we would call a pull medium versus a push medium. Push mediums are very much sort of just blasting you with ads. This is a, this is a, a piece of content that they want to download and listen or stream. Uh, because it's of high value. And so when we create, when we craft a show for a client, we're really zeroing in on, uh, first of all, what's the business problem we're looking to solve for that brand? And then what's the audience we're looking to engage with, whether that's an existing audience or whether that's a brand new audience. And then what is of value to that audience? What can we deliver in the form of the podcast, whether it's something funny, something, you know, uh, emotional, uh, maybe they need to learn something. Maybe they're, maybe they need to, um, 
sort of, uh, uh, um, you know, change their mind. Maybe we need to change their mind on a certain topic or uh, sort of um, demystify a certain uh, part of the world or a certain industry. Um, at the end of the day, though, it has to just be a really great podcast that, um, you know, that is listenable because, uh, because that's the, the ultimate goal. So it can't be about the brand. It can't be an ad. It can't be about our product you know, uh, uh, features and benefits, because frankly, that's just bad audio and nobody wants to listen to that. That's just a 30 minute ad Now you asked the question about how you measure sort of the success side of it, because these are top of funnel, you know, these are top of funnel activities. We mostly measure based on, um, things like brand lift. Um, but specifically kind of digging into the micro side of it, we're looking at things like obviously the number of downloads is important because we want to see a large audience. However, the listen length is what we're really looking for. How long are how long are listeners actually engaged with with the content? Because the longer we can get their attention, the longer they're going to stick with us, stick with the brand. You know, fall in love with the brand over time, um, and that's the biggest piece for us. You hit on something that a lot of podcasters don't either solar casters where they're like, Hey, I've got this idea. And they just assume about the audience, but you've gone in and saying, okay, this is, you know, this is the problem. Here's the goal. How do we go about this in a strategic way? But we're also going to say, we're not only focused on downloads of how many people are listening, but listen length or consumption rate. How are they going to listen through all the way through? Are they listening to everything? Are they listening to everything? And, and you're right. That's why I started Converge Coffee was because mm -hmm. it's a wonderful storytelling medium where you don't necessarily need the person's full attention. They can still listen to you and still do other things. But you're right. The video could either be you're in totally entrenched in the brand or it could be a huge distraction to your brand of trying yeah. to push ads. And so I love that about your piece of yeah. driving in I, val valuable content. Totally. And, and, and when it comes to the listen length, you know, podcasting is, is, is you know, just like any other medium, we're, we're, we're able to look at a lot of data. Uh, on how the show is performing. So every day we're looking at the data and we're able to see how long are people listening to specific episodes for. But not only that, we can tell where in the episode uh, listeners are typically dropping off, you know, jumping onto something, you know, another episode or perhaps another podcast. We're able to see where they're skipping. And that's all interesting data that helps tell a story about how we can improve the show. Now, flexibility-wise, audio is way easier to edit after the fact than video, for example, you know, if you want to look at a piece of video and, and see a, you know, a drop off point and, and make a decision on fixing that video, you got to go back in studio, you got to get the right lighting, you got to get the right, you know, in some cases, you got to get the right, you know, uh, clothing and costumes, and even some in some cases, makeup. Um, whereas with audio, it can be quite easily uh, done through a pickup and then and then edited. So we can actually go back and edit some of our old episodes to help them improve more. Um, but then also all that information helps us make future decisions about the show. So if we've got like a, a segment of the show that we're being purposeful about, maybe we do a bit of a, a recap of what's going on in the world about a certain topic. Um, but the data shows us that listeners just really don't care about that. They're skipping through it, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's all information we can use for future episodes to help um, increase that listen length. So we're always looking at, to increase the listen length over time. It's more about agile pivots in production sure. versus like yeah. massive, like movie star, movie video things where you don't know where people are dropping off on watching something that you can listen. You notice the drop off. Yeah. I love that. So 
The last question is, um, other than brands, what other strategies can podcasts be used to enhance the experience? Uh, do you mean, um, other than, sorry, do you mean other than the, the, the company's brand? Yeah, other than the company's brand, you kind of mentioned um, other aspects in the sense of not just brand, but, you know, how do you position, how do you build awareness, how do you build brand lift, just different things of aspects that people can consider of not just, you know, podcasting being a linear focus, but can be a multifaceted approach mm -hmm. to, you know, connecting and, and to ultimately market. Yeah. So a podcast can be used for, you know, for, um, can, you know, from a, sorry, a podcast can be used as a performance uh, vehicle, um, you know, to to help with uh, sales, and we can track that. You know, there's there's technology now where we can apply a pixel to our episodes, and we can tell if somebody went from listening to that episode to ending up on the website and making a purchase, or ending up on the website and and completing a you know a, um, some sort of form. Um, however, I will just caution that that's 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 going to be a longer term sort of proposition for, for our, you know, for most clients, you know, that is something that we, you know, you, you're going to see over time. I wouldn't, I would never advise a client that you're going to see those sorts of conversions immediately. Um, it's not to say that it can't happen, but typically it is something that takes a little bit more time. So, you know, podcasts can be used lower, you know, lower down the, in the funnel. The other thing podcasts are great for is internal communications. So, as COVID has, you know, moved a lot of us into our uh, our homes to work or outside of the office, you know, the you know level of communication that needs to happen within organizations uh, has to has to be better and has to ramp up. As a CEO, as a CEO myself, I'm sure pretty you know people have become pretty sick and tired of uh, getting those sort of flat emails from the CEO uh, and announcing some sort of initiative or communicating with the the team you know a lot of a lot of brands are coming to us saying we want to turn our internal communications into a podcast a uh, perfect example is we worked with a, a credit union that had merged with another credit union and um, they did a brand refresh and, and obviously wanted to roll out the new brand which comes with brand values and mission and, and you know the vision all that sort of stuff well we turned all that into essentially a uh, an audio brand guideline in a way um, where the listener could listen to an episode on a specific value. They had all sorts of different voices uh, telling stories about, you know, that, that tied into that value. And it was a really nice portable piece that was much more engaging than some other, uh, you know, so than, than some other forms of, uh, of, of communication. I love that. Um, I mean, even with, you know, companies that I've gone in and advising or something like that, even today, I'm like, hey, I just like I just made this episode that I talked to somebody that's much more of an expert than me. How about you take a listen? Because the business problems are there. They're yeah. universal. They don't change. The mediums might change. The acceleration might change. But the, the essence of the storytelling is it's, it hasn't changed in 5,000 years or more. <laughs> and so I love that you are you're figuring things out where you're, you're making pivots towards things. And you're, and you're changing things um, on the fly, like based upon what the business needs are. You're not just saying like, here's the end of the episode or here's just the podcast. You're looking and dialing in on the data. You're looking in the business schools and the strategy and you're making pivots for them to be adaptable to their ever needing changes. And so no more girl yeah. questions here. I love these. <laughs> yeah, but um, would love to your perspective on sharing a story, like something similar to the credit union, some things that we're talking about, branded podcasting and things mm -hmm. that 
the approach that you take mm-hmm. and how has that shaped, um, you know, their business goals and how have yeah. they improved it? Yeah, that's a great question. So when we started working with Expedia, um, they came to us with a business problem, which was that uh, their data was showing that not enough of uh, travelers were seeing them as a, as a helpful brand. It, they were a functional brand. They got the job done when it came to their, you know, their, their site and their app and, and all that sort of stuff. But, but, you know, their other content wasn't really um, helping travelers. And they wanted, to, they wanted to be seen as more of a helpful brand because then you become more trusted and, and uh, you're seen as more of, a, of an advisor. So um, they wanted the podcast to, to help move the needle, uh, you know, in regards to that. So we sat down and we... You know, we we really did a, a a hard. So anything we do starts with a with a really stringent strategic uh, process. You know, in the case of our clients, we put them through uh, a workshop uh, that we moderate and and develop bespoke on beh- you know uh, based on what the brand you know what the brand needs. Um, before COVID, we were doing a lot of traveling around North America. We'd be in a room with whiteboards and smelly felts and and you know doing all sorts of brainstorming. But now we do a lot of it uh, remote. So we'll do four to five um, two-hour sessions with our clients where we're really digging into who their audience is, uh, what they need, and how a podcast can help serve that. So in the case of Expedia, you know, one of the things we immediately latched on was there's no better brand in the world to provide help and service and advice around travel because – Expedia lives and breathes that every single every single day, and and the people within the walls of Expedia do as well. So, we wanted to feature their team as a supplemental to telling really great stories about travel, and and so we created a podcast called uh, called Out Travel the System, and the show was all about sort of how to get the most out of your travel experience. So we would do an episode on how to go to Disneyland for a week for under. Five thousand, or I think it was two thousand dollars, or something like that. Which, if anybody's ever been, is is quite difficult. Um, or we did an episode on, you know, what to do in Paris over forty-eight hours. Uh, and and the fo- and the show was very much focused on <clears throat> other travelers and their experience in that space. However, we would supplement with bringing in uh, Expedia experts that were using a lot of the data that they have. Because you know, Expedia is essentially a, just a huge data company that happens to sell travel, um, and they were flowing in their data to to, to show sort of um, how best to make decisions. And 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 as you can imagine, that all changed when COVID hit. And and we started the podcast before COVID, so that all changed when COVID hit because the world and travel essentially changed, you know, in the blink of an eye. And so then the show became more, you talk about pivoting, we pivoted to more, how do you navigate the travel space while also being safe around COVID? So episodes became about, um, you know, how to get a refund on your flight should you happen to get COVID and and aren't able to travel? Um, What sort of, you know, safety precautions should you be inquiring about in, you know, in, in hotels overseas? Um, what's the deal with cruise ships right now? <laughs> and is that literally the last thing you should be doing? Um, and so the show became this like really incredible piece of valuable content that listeners came to, uh, to, pre- to appreciate. And then they did some internal brand tracking and over time they saw that number uh, increase. So you know, from a, from a, uh, a brand lift standpoint, uh, the show definitely uh, hit the mark. I love how you you went through that. I mean, it was very much mirroring their data side, but your storytelling side and helping them reach to, you know, let's approach it from a two-pronged approach. 
mm-hmm. in the sense of creative and quantitative, you know, information. Mm-hmm. So enough about podcasting, unless the about you section is all about podcasting. But <laughs> this is more about, you know, you know, for you, Roger, just in the sense of what do you do as for work, hobby and health? Like, what do you do to revitalize? What do you do to focus in on to be bring your best self? Um, and, you know, I think anything would you would relate to the listeners in the sense of, you know, really helping them out of just, you know, I'm a CEO of an of a podcasting company. What am I doing and how's, how can that help them out, too? So what am I doing for uh, for it's so one of the big I'm a big reader. Um, I've got I've got an introvert side to me where I need to recharge, um, and and so I'll tuck away in our house and and read. I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm, a, I'm a quick reader too, so I'll, I'll kind of plow through a book uh, in a week, sort of thing. Um, I just read Contagious, which I know has been around since 2013. Um, the author's last name is Berger. I highly suggest it. Um, it's incredible. I like to read a lot about sort of human psychology and sociology and and sort of economics and and i find that applying to everything you know we do whether that's on our client end or it's on the company side um so i'm a big reader i'm also a golfer i love to to get out and and hit and hit the ball around we have a five-year-old or he's just about to turn five in a few weeks and so that's a big part of my time is is um you know getting to spend time with him and, and doing a lot of activities you know we're Big at the bouncy gym, you know. Big, big in the bouncy castle. Uh, where, you know, I, I think I might be the king of the bouncy castle. Um, I'm a big meditator as well. Uh, so I, I, I'm challenged with um, with ADD. I've also had depression in in my past, and uh, it was about I want to say it was about 10, 10 years ago, twelve years ago. I stumbled upon uh, meditation. I actually learned about it on a podcast. And it changed my life. Um, it allows me to slow slow things down a little bit uh, in my brain, but also in my interactions. I'm a little less quick to react to things, whether that's you know a temper thing or whether that's just a decision making thing in our business, you know, in my business. I find it to be sort of like the Matrix in the sense of it just sort of slows things down, and I get to see things. A little bit more um, in the moment, and 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 I get to be, I get to be present. Um, so that's just been a, a massive game changer for me, and I highly suggest it. Um, there's actually a new form of meditation that is is going around right now. I know Andrew Huberman. If you ever listen to the Huberman uh, podcast, um, he talks a lot about it. It's called NSDR, which, is, which stands for No Sleep Deep Re- Reset, or sorry, No Sleep Deep Deep Rest. Um, and it's uh, it's 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 an incredible way to give your your brain and your body um, a, a bit of a re- reset in the middle of the day. Um, it's the equivalent of getting a good night's sleep, but you know you only do it for uh, it's about nine minutes. I know the CEO of Google um, uses it consistently and finds it of value. I've I've recently started doing it, and it's unbelievable how quickly those nine minutes go by. But also, <clears throat> excuse me, but also how refreshed I feel afterwards. So I'm a huge fan of that. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm just a big, curious, dumb guy that just loves to, you know, have, have tons of, uh, tons of, you know, documentaries and videos in front of me and, and, you know, different blogs and, uh, different newsletters. Um, but then I'll also, you know, challenge myself with certain things. So the latest thing that I'm challenging myself is, uh, I'm taking a stand up comedy class 
which has completely um, turned on a, a secondary sort of creative uh, spark in me. Um, you know, as you can imagine, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in an incredibly creative industry, you know, podcasting, but as the CEO of a company with, you know, a team of 30 and, and, and a, a lot of clients and business kind of, you know, coming in and out, I don't get to do as much of the, the day-to-day work as I used to. And so I, I look for outlets to, you know, to, to, to sort of um, express my creativity and the latest is, is stand-up. And I'm really fascinated with the strategy and, and the, the craft of stand-up itself. And um, the, uh, the class I'm taking is amazing because uh, it's, every week, it's every week for six weeks. And on the seventh week, um, we do a five-minute set in front of a, a, a in front of a comedy club in, in a comedy club with about 150 people in the audience. Um, and uh, I've done it before. I, I did it last year, and I, I'm doing it again because I just absolutely loved it. Well, Roger, I think that puts a good summation um, that you you're an active learner, that yeah. you love the strategy and you love the craft. You don't love the end result. You love the process to get there. And you talk about that and how to maneuver things, how to find metrics, how to bridge the the quanta the quantity or the, the metrics or the data with the creativity. And and it's very um it shows up in how you talk about things about podcasting, even about yourself, of like, I want to try new things, I want to be fun, I want you want to play. You literally you invoke, you know, states of play in order to be more creative. And so I think that shows um tremendous growth and a growth mindset when you bring it back to jar audio. So, Roger, thank you so much for being on this episode. Thanks, I appreciate it. And to all the Converge Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap. 